Welcome to the Simple Money, Simple Life podcast. I am Matt Erickson, and I'm your host. This is a podcast where we explore how simplicity beats complexity, especially in money matters. We explore investing, personal finance, and how to live a simple and awesome life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 20 titled Credit Cards, Yay or Nay. And I am excited to be recording today as at the time of this recording, I'm just uh, healing up from COVID-19. So my wife and I both got it pretty much at the same time. And so over the last nine days or so, we've been trying to recover and get better. So it's been an interesting uh, experience the last uh, couple weeks. Luckily, my kids haven't gotten it, which is a blessing. And I know a lot of people are curious about COVID-19 and what it's like and what the symptoms are. And I know everybody's experience is different. Uh, fortunately, we did not need to be hospitalized or anything too severe. Uh, but we weren't on the other end of the continuum either where it was just barely noticeable. We had most of the symptoms, including losing our taste and smell, uh, sinus headaches and sinus pressure, excuse me, we had a fever and chills and struggles to sleep and body aches and fatigue and whatnot. So we're feeling good now that we're on the other side of it and getting better. I'm going to be able to go back to work tomorrow, which is good. I've had to work from home for the past several days. And so fortunately, we have technology that allows us to do that. But I also miss the in-person relationships at work and, and, and excited to go back. But anyway, enough about my personal update. On to the topic at hand today. I'm going to talk about credit cards, and I'm also going to talk about credit scores. And sometimes I refer to Dave Ramsey in these episodes. I've done an episode on my views versus his. And one of the things he teaches is that we should not worry about our credit score and it's okay to not have one, that we can get by with a debit card in cash, and that there's ways to secure a loan for a house without having a credit score, and and he really kind of beats that drum. However, I do know that if you go that direction, it can definitely be more inconvenient and limit your resources on who you can apply for a loan and, and other things. So I'm not going to go the direction of just not worrying about your credit score and not absolutely positively not having a credit card. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of both sides of the argument. But to get started, I want to talk a little bit about uh, credit scores. And a credit score is typically, most people's are in the range from 300 to 850. And so lenders use these scores to figure out how likely they are, how likely you are to pay your debt back. And thus the scores are what determine whether you'll get a loan or not. So Credit scores are used in lots of different things. Like if you ever apply for a credit card, they will look at your credit score to determine if they want to give you the card or not. A lot of times when you try to lease an apartment, they will look at your credit score and your credit history to make sure you are have a good score. So it does, I think, pay off to have a good credit score. So I'm going to talk next a little bit about what goes into your score and how they determine whether you have a 300, a 500, or an 850. So the first thing they look at is your payment history. The payment history is the most important ingredient in credit scoring. 
And even one missed payment can have a negative impact on your credit score. So lenders want to be sure that you will pay your loan back and on time when they are considering issuing you new credit. So if you have a history of not paying your debts on time, you're not paying your credit card bills on time, that it, they all keep that they keep track of that and it will come back to bite you on your credit score and will lower your score. The next thing that and the payment history by the way and the way it affects your credit score, it affects 35% of your score. The next one is called credit utilization. Your credit utilization ratio is calculated by dividing the total revolving credit you are currently using by the total of all your revolving credit limits. This ratio at how much of your available credit you're utilizing and can give a snapshot of how reliant you are on non-cash funds. So using more than 30% of your available credit is negative to creditors. So if you have a credit limit of $5,000 and you're close to maxing that out all the time, that is going to affect your credit score in a negative way. If you have a credit card availability of 20000 and you're using a few thousand every month, obviously that's not going to have a negative effect on you. So credit utilization affects 30% of your credit score. The next category is called credit history length and how long you've held credit accounts make up about 50% of your FICO score. At least that's what some say. This includes the age of your oldest credit account, the age of your newest credit account, and the average age of all your accounts. Generally, the longer your credit history, the higher your credit scores. And so this is why some authorities and specialists recommend that you don't close your oldest credit card because if you do that, it will affect your credit history length and thus affect your credit score. Some people <clears throat> are very against closing credit cards down because it can affect your credit score. I have actually closed several credit cards myself, uh, yet I have a very high credit score. So anyway, credit history length of history, even though I said it can take up a big part of your score, it's actually only 15% of your credit score. Now, the next type is called, and this one takes up 10% of your credit score's type of credit. So people with credit scores often carry a diverse portfolio of credit accounts, which might include a car loan, a credit card, student loan, mortgage, or other credit products. So credit scoring models consider the types of accounts and how many of each you have as an indication of how well you manage a wide range of credit products. So how, what type of credit you have, how many loans you have out, and whatnot, that makes up 10% of your credit score. And lastly is credit inquiries. So the number of credit accounts you recently opened, as well as the number of hard inquiries lenders make when you apply for credit accounts for 10% of your score. Too many accounts or inquiries can indicate increased risk and a search can hurt your credit score. So that comprises 10% of your credit score. So you add all those numbers together and you get 100%. So that is how they determine a credit score. It's pretty easy to check your credit score like through your bank. They'll often allow you to check your credit score for free. So I like to check mine a couple times a year just to make sure it looks accurate. So now that we've discussed the credit score, I want to talk a little bit about the 
advantages and disadvantages of credit cards and some of my thoughts and recommendations. So first I want to talk about the advantages of having a credit card. So number one, having a credit card is very convenient. It helps so you don't have to handle bulky amounts of cash or cash is also often, cash and coins are often bulky and dirty and a little bit harder to carry around. And so one credit card is much easier, more convenient, easier to keep uh, clean as well rather than carrying cash that's been who knows where. And so I typically don't carry cash with me. I know a lot of people do, but I just don't feel a need to. I typically have a little bit on hand at home in case I need it, but I just don't handle cash much anymore. I just don't see a need for it. So another advantage I see is protection against credit fraud. So if you're using a credit card and someone purchases something, somehow gets your card number and purchases something, the credit card company does a great job of not um, forcing you to pay for that and they resolve that with you and help you out. So I think that's one really nice advantage as they step in to help you out on things like that. A third advantage I see with credit cards is they can provide an extended warranty on certain products that you buy. They can also provide travel insurance. And so there's a lot of kind of perks behind the curtain with credit cards often that you can look into with the card you have to see if your card offers any of these things. Uh, another advantage that one could view as having a credit card is it helps you build a positive credit. If you use your credit card and you pay it off every month, that will help you build a positive score. Like I have not used debt a tremendous amount in my life. It, I have used it for a mortgage, a couple of cars and whatnot. And I have had a credit card for a long time and I have a high credit score. So, but I am the type that stays organized and I don't do late payments or like I've said in other podcasts, I've never paid a dime of interest to a credit card company and I hope to never do that. And another benefit of having a credit card would be the credit card rewards. Again, I don't want to sound obsessed with Dave Ramsey, but he talks about that no one ever gets rich with credit card re rewards and that the millionaire study that they have done where they surveyed thousands of people never credited that as one of their ways of building wealth. And I agree with him. It's not really a way to build wealth. But it is a nice little perk of using a credit card if you use it wisely. I mentioned in another episode that I use the Fidelity 2% cashback credit card. I was able to put in about $1,000 into my Roth IRA this January uh, because I just save up the, those, those points on the Fidelity card and then use them to help fund my Roth IRA. I could use those for travel or for whatever I needed. And that's just money that I wouldn't have had otherwise. That's just kind of a nice perk that for me really helps out. And so I think if you're the type of credit card holder who never pays interest, who stays organized, who doesn't spend more because they're using a card, this is uh, a nice perk that you can enjoy. So some of the nice card offers out there that I think are quite good, I've mentioned the Fidelity 2% cashback there's one from City called the City Double Cash Back. You earn 1% on each purchase and then 1% when you pay it back. So essentially it's the same as the Fidelity 2% back card. There's a card called the Capital One Venture Card and the Chase Sapphire Preferred Card that are both really good cards. You will, once you spend, I think it's three or $4,000 within the first few months, you get 60,000 signup points and also double 
miles on most purchases. So that can be up to a $750 value if redeemed in the right way through their portal. So that can be a real bonus in helping you to travel somewhere for less. Like I've said in other podcasts, we were able to go to Italy based on using these uh, credit cards and these sign-up bonuses. Uh, those two cards both used to give you a free a free year before they would charge you a fee, but I guess the profit margins just weren't big enough, and so now they charge a $95 uh, dollar yearly fee. Still pretty good deal considering that you can get $750 value of travel off of that card. I've had both of those cards. I've canceled both of them. You have to wait a certain amount of years before you can reapply and try to get those again. But once I've passed that time, I will probably do that again to see if we can get another way to get us to Europe for free. So another thing that's nice about credit cards is, for example, when we were in Italy, there were no foreign transaction fees with our Fidelity card. I think we used the Fidelity card when we were over there. We may have used one of those other ones that I just mentioned, but we used our credit card on most purchases over there that allowed us to, and there was no foreign transaction fee, so that was really convenient. Also, it's not a credit card and other advantages. It's not linked to your checking or savings account, so those are protected and can't be drained by someone if they steal your card. They also, another perk is they credit cards are used to help hold rental car reservations or hotel reservations, which sometimes those companies will not allow you to do that with a debit card, which makes it convenient when having a credit card. And overall, I just think a credit card is a very effective tool if used wisely by the right type of spender. Now, let's talk about some of the disadvantages of using a credit card. Uh, Research shows that the number one disadvantage would be that people tend to overspend when they spend money with a credit card. And so if the research is accurate, which I think it is, most people will spend more using that credit card rather than a debit card or cash. There's the, the researchers claim that something different happens in the brain. There's not as much of a pain of departing with money through a credit card so that it's easier to overspend when you swipe that card. And it must be true because when the average American has thousands of dollars of credit card debt, it's easy to understand how this happens. Another uh, disadvantage would be that since it's easier to spend, that credit card interest rates are super high. The average is 16.05% or somewhere in that range. That number changes all the time, but typically between 15 and 20% is the average credit card interest rate you'll be paying. So that is a horrible disadvantage if you're paying that interest rate and you carry a balance. Another one is that you can dig a hole very quickly with a credit card if you're not mindful and aware of what you're spending. And so it's easy to overspend and look up and realize that you've dug yourself a deep hole that is going to be take a while to dig yourself out of. I also think that a disadvantage for many credit card users is the purchases really add up quickly and you don't realize that because it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. If you don't check your balance very often, it's easy for that to happen. So Another disadvantage is I think for credit cards to work well for people, you have to be a fairly disciplined and well-organized person. Not everyone is wired that way or built that way, so that could certainly be a disadvantage. And with a credit card, there's multiple ways to hurt your credit. Like I just explained how a credit score is 
developed and there's all those different ways to, for example, if you don't pay it on time or if you have too many, you're using too much of your limit, you're opening too many cards at once, it can hurt your credit pretty easily. I think a disadvantage also is that if a person has multiple <clears throat> excuse me, credit cards or store credit cards, it can bring a level of stress and complexity to your life that can be avoided when using cash or debit cards, which could definitely be a disadvantage. And I think credit cards could, if used improperly, they could really lead to uh, bankruptcy, family stress, personal stress, financial infidelity, and they can really bring a lot of sadness and turmoil. There are countless people who have really been devastated because of credit card habits. And so I think the bottom line in all of this is you need to really know yourself, know what your makeup is, know what makes you tick, and really do a self-evaluation that's honest and authentic with yourself to know really if a credit card is right for you. And if you're using credit cards right now and some of these things are occurring to you, like I'm carrying a balance, I'm spending more than I want to, but it's so convenient, it really does make sense and it is really worthwhile to close down those credit cards, cut them up, get rid of them, and go to a cash-only or debit card system. You'll be much happier that way without the stress of always having a balance hanging over your head. Uh, life is too short to go through it with financial stress hanging over you. And it's so wise to develop strategies in your life that will help you stay on course better. And if getting rid of credit cards is one of those things that will help you to stay on course, stay focused on your financial goals, be able to save more for your future and for retirement, be able to do more things with money that really matter to you, then for heaven's sakes, it's worth it to get rid of those credit cards. The extra points you gain and the convenience that you gain do not make up for that. And so hopefully as you listen to this, you, you've done a self-evaluation to know what kind of person you are and if you should continue using credit cards or not. And as you have young adult children who are interested in credit cards, I think these are all important points that you should teach them and go over with them and help them understand. I like to keep the mindset of treating a credit card like a debit card. So I pay my credit card off every two weeks when I get paid, when I get my paychecks, I just use that as a time to do that so that my total doesn't add up too high so that it, I am staying very self-aware of how much we have. And that process works well for me and for my family. And it might be something, some people pay it off weekly as well, just to stay on top of it and kind of see it more as a debit card and not be spending money that you don't have. So hopefully this uh, podcast has been helpful for you to understand credit cards a little bit better and decide kind of where you stand on it. That will be all for today's episode. Thank you for joining me and listening. I appreciate all of your support. Please leave a review in the Apple Podcasts or wherever you might listen to podcasts. It helps if you write a review and leave it five stars. That really helps the show to build an audience and for it to get into more hands. And remember, the simple life is a good life.